Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Thursday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast, presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. Almost every episode that we have done lately, Mac, which by the way, three in a row, holler, uh, I have had to ask you what day it is because <laughs> I think most people can relate to me. The week between Christmas and New Year's, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I don't know what's happening. And that's how I feel right now, Mac. Well, you look great. You sound better. And uh, we're I'm, here. I'm We've made it. healed, which is good. <laughs> That's right. That's all that matters. And really, I, I'm right there with you. The only way I know what time it is isn't because of even the sun, because it's always like nasty outside right now. Yeah. It is when Amelia starts crying right. or whining. I kind of go through a checklist like, okay, could it be time to eat something? No. <laughs> okay. It must be time for a nap. So it's probably about midday. <laughs> no, that's just so true. figure it out. That's the only way we know these days is what yeah, the babies of these, are doing. These younglings, these younglings, they get after it. Um, but I'm excited, KG, because three days of content, uh, it, it's been so much fun. And I've got to brag on ourselves for just a moment mm. because I've been in Sumter. I live in Columbia. I'm just going to all these different things. Um, we were at uh, a couple of different places. One, we were at a department store. Huh? I'm not going to say where, but a, um, I'll say where. I don't care. Ace Hardware. We're at Ace Hardware. Love Ace Hardware. There's a massive one in Sumter. It's huge. Uh, and KG, I literally, I think I had a Clemson shirt on, which is, you know, I'm asking for stuff. But Shocking. I probably talked to 30 people. And half of them, most Clemson, there was a handful of Florida State, a couple of Carolina, NC State in there. And almost more than half of them, like, we love your podcast. We love listening, love watching. So I was like, let's go. Thank you for tuning in. So that was fun. And then I go to church, which is in Columbia, for a candlelight service. Yeah. Which Amelia did great. And I know Jacob did great the other day when y'all went to church. So that's yeah. a big deal. Um, and this sweet couple comes up to me. So shout out to you guys. And they say, hey, Emac, we're so-and-so. We're Clemson grads. Love the podcast. Listen and watch it all the time. So big shout out to you guys. We appreciate your support. Uh, and, and the three-day straight of content, KG, we're rolling. It feels that's right. good. Mac, those are the stories we love to hear. Warms your heart, especially this that's time right. of year. So keep it coming. I'm just, I want to go back to something. You talked to 30 different people when you were at, at Ace Hardware? Least. It was, listen, my grandmother what? was literally like making fun of me. She was like, Eric, we have to go. I'm like, Nana, <laughs> calm down. I need to talk to these people. It was so funny. Nana said so we're then, out. I know, she said, we got to go. Like, what are we doing? And then I'm literally walking out of the store. And again, I, I, I know that this is going to stop one day. Some people don't like it. Some people love it. I know it's going to stop. So I try to embrace it and, and always talk to I'm walking out and I think I'm in the clear. And this guy is just like, Emac, <laughs> as I'm walking, it's like a sniper gets me. I'm like, yo, what's up? Talk for five more minutes. Everybody's in the car, like pissed, like ready to go home. God, I'm like, this I'm coming, guy. I'm coming. Uh, so it was fun. It was fun. That was is cool so story. funny. I cannot, I'm, I'm just, no, no, I can't. I can actually perfectly imagine you doing this in Ace Hardware. But uh, wow, that's amazing, Mac. Just the first two were Knowles too. So here. I was just like, hey, all right, let's go. We're yeah. rolling. We're rolling. And you're an honorary null. We both are uh, this season, right. have been at least. That's what Mac, we've been told. Yes, that's what we've been told. Speaking of the Knowles, okay, we've done every episode. If you missed our NC State episode, which they play today, if you're listening right now as this episode comes out, and then if you missed our Clemson episode, um, 
go back and listen to those. Those have been doing great right after Christmas. People wanting to talk some football. We love that. And now it is time for the one bowl game that we have yet to preview. And that is the Orange Bowl. Mac, you said it earlier that this game has flipped to a 19 point <laughs> spread. <God>. Wow. <laughs> This game is Saturday, December 30th, 4 p.m. on ESPN. Number six, Georgia versus number five, Florida State. And Georgia's a 19-point favorite. So much of that is because of the opt-outs. Before we get into the game, get into the opt-outs, what that's going to mean, what we expect to happen, Mac was able to sit down with a really cool guest for this episode. Mac, tell us about him. Yeah, it was really fun. And you know what's interesting is – I'm reaching out to Derek Satterfield, my guy, and I'm saying, hey, you know, Coach Norvell probably doesn't want to talk right now, and I get it. You know, is, is there anybody else we can talk to? Um, you know, because I'm sure he has a ton going on. He's like, well, do you want to talk to either of the coordinators? I was like, really? Coordinators? I, I didn't know if that would be on the table. He said, anybody in the program is on the table. And I said, wow, that's amazing. So, with that being said, I had to talk to one of the best defenses in the entire country, their fearless leader, Coach Fowler, uh, and really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, he's a passionate guy. Really love what he said about Coach Norvell at the end of the episode uh, and just kind of how he energizes everybody and gets them going. So big shout-out to Derek. Big shout-out to Coach Fowler in the middle of his meetings. KG, you would have loved it. We literally finished the interview. And, you know, sometimes we kind of chit-chat a little bit yeah. and, and whatever. He said, all right, big dog, got to go back to work. That's <laughs> awesome. got up and walked away. And I'm, like, sitting in an empty room by myself <laughs> looking around like, okay, uh, see ya. It was so funny. It was so funny. Busy man. He's got his hands full, uh, but excited to see his plan. So real quick, let's have a message from Ingles and then hear from Coach Fuller. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Coach, welcome into the podcast, man. Really appreciate your time. First, just have to start, how was Christmas? I imagine you guys probably had like a Tuesday or Monday practice on Christmas. <laughs> we did, actually, uh, uh, Christmas was our travel day. So, Oh, there you go. So yeah. even better. <laughs> we had, a, we had a basically a full week and then... You know, everything for those leading up days, we cut the guys free. You know, we have so many guys from around South Florida. So, yeah. really, we just – we had the we had the charter leave Tallahassee uh, on Christmas about 4 o'clock. But most of the guys actually met us down here at the bowl site. So, um, yeah, it was not a better way to spend Christmas than flying down to a bowl. That's right. That's right. It's always a nerve-wracking thing to me. You know, I remember my years as, a, as when we were going to bowl games. And when Coach would give us the option, it was always like, oh, my goodness – What's going to happen? Does everybody get there in one piece? So I'm, I'm sure that was a weird time. And actually, one of my roommates, my roommates got in a crash. It was terrible. Oh, really? Yeah, that's not. <laughs> yeah, well, it was scary. I think the biggest scary. question is, oh, great. We get the drive. What's that check look like? Right? Right. That's right. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Um, well, coach, man, th th there's one thing about this team uh, that has been just so exciting to watch all year. And it's really been your defense. So consistent, so attacking, so aggressive. Uh, just, you know, kind of start big picture there. What have you seen from your group all year long, and how did you get to this point of 13-0 and in playing in an Orange Bowl? Yeah, Eric, it's, it's, uh, as you guys know, you've been following us since we've been here, and it's, 
it's been a road that we've traveled and uh, we haven't taken shortcuts and we've traveled the long road, but we knew it was the right road. Um, and, you know, just it comes down even, even two, two years ago. I remember our guys jumping the fence, the facility at night, just trying to get extra work in. And like, there's just so many stories that with backdrops against these players and from the Kalen Deloches to, you know, you go down the road and whether it's guys that have been with us for one year, or guys that have been with us for four years and uh, just really, you know, there's one word that I put in front of those guys every day we've been together this year, and it's been the word together. And um, I thought they've epitomized that, just how they've played, connected football, and just how they've really gone about their business. You know, I, I've loved Friday nights before games in the hotel. You know, I've loved Saturdays at halftime. I've loved just all of it uh, because we do have a group that really pulled together, and um, they really came up through the other side of this thing. And um just proud of there's so many individuals, there's so many collective moments. And there's guys that aren't here right now that were, you know, the Jamie Robinsons, the Jermaine Johnsons, the Keir Thomases. Uh, there's just so many names that have had so many um, great parts to this team as we've moved forward here. No, no question. I think you've been, man, you know, blessed. Obviously, you developed these leaders, but you've been blessed with some great leaders. And, and you know, just even talking with them, at senior bowls, going through the NFL process after the fact and, and hearing their, you know, seminal story about, you know, how they came there and how they left better men and, and better players is, it's inspiring. And, and it's fun to hear that from guys who live it and go through it each and every day. Um, and, and something else you said there, just the, the togetherness and growing. And I, I don't think there was any bigger of an epitome than that ACC championship game where there was a lot of adversity and, and the team had to face it. And, Man, that defense stood so tall against one of the most explosive teams in the league. Uh, you, you get the ball back. You create chaos. You create tackles for loss. That, to me, was was the perfect defensive game. It had to be fun going through it. Yeah, I mean, just when your best was needed, we needed to be at our best. And, um, you know, they, these guys have done a great job. I mean, you know, from game one, you know, shoot, I go back to the first play of the game, Eric. We busted a wheel route. Next thing you know, it's first and goal at the shadow of our goal line. You know, our guys have a fourth down stop against LSU to, you know, bring it through the whole 12 game series season to that championship game. And I mean, our guys weren't going to be denied. I don't care where you put that ball down that night. You know, it didn't didn't matter. It could have been first and goal from the one to win. The, and our guys were going to find a way. And um, just the, the the swagger that they've earned. And I told them about that for years. It's like we can wake up and, and wear the wristbands and, and, and wear the nice unis and, and call it swagger, but that's earned. It's we're earned through sweat. You know, it's earned through selflessness, selflessness. It's, you know, our guys, you know, this is how Florida state's supposed to play defense around here. Yeah, no. And that that's, you know, it, it felt like one of those things where when the, those down years were occurring, it felt like that was the biggest piece missing. Like when I played, I mean, we see that spear walking in and it's like, Oh, okay. We, we know, this defense is coming to play, and, and that's kind of where it feels like it is now in, in referencing that first game. And I don't know, it, it felt like LSU just thought they could bully you, and they couldn't. I mean, they, they, they tried, and, and they just absolutely couldn't. You, you just stood up tall and you know wouldn't allow them in the end zone, and then that was a trend all year long. Just people cannot score on you guys. How, where does that mentality come from? I'm sure it starts with you, but trickles down. Yeah, I mean, it starts in January. It starts with the workouts. It starts with the standards. You know, I, it'd be easy for me to say, well, it's just because our goal line periods are that superb. I mean, that's, yes, sure, that's part of it too. But, like, why do you have success? Well, you have success because of how you do things every day in every way and everything that you do constantly. And when you do it right, you do it better the next day. And, like, that's how you 
build consistency. Um, and you know it, you've played. I mean, there's, you know, you can fake this stuff, but when you get down to it and it's real time and you got to go, the real is real. And are you, and you got to earn that. And that's earned through everyday work. And the more you have of those type of people, you know, we had 21 guys that played over 200 snaps for us on defense. So, you know, there, there's some great names out there that were all league players, all Americans. Um, but there are also some guys that were the 21st or 20th guy that played 200 snaps that without them, I don't know if we're where we are now. And, um, but, you know, that definitely we, we've done, I mean, there were, I, unfortunately, as a coach, you think about the touchdowns you gave up down there. That's right. You know what I mean? I, we still get that PI against Clemson that we gave them the, yeah. you know, which I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out how, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? That's right. Oh, we had them stop, but. Uh, on the Y pop play, Tatum was in good position, but I guess not good enough. But uh, that's right. We'll be better next time, I promise. No question, no question. Well, you, you mentioned all those, you know, guys that have played so many snaps, and you know, you, you're going to need a handful of them, right? Just with the, the way the world is now, and and guys, you know, moving on and and not playing in this bowl game. Thankfully, a lot of defensive guys are, uh, but there are some pieces that are going to be a little bit newer. Uh, for for people who maybe have tuned into Florida State sporadically this year, what have you seen from them? Because I, I'm always fascinated in the bowl game. You, you have more prep for this one game than any game outside of the opener, right? You've got those 15 practices if you take you know full advantage of all those guys. What have you seen from who will be playing in this game? And maybe that that gets you excited, whether for just this game or for the future going into next year, and maybe guys that are in roles that they wouldn't have been without you know guys moving on. I think when when you the narrative of these bowl games sometimes is building for the future, right? Um, but I think you're building for the future every dang day. I mean, like that's it. You know, it's I don't think you ever want to get there with a player but like I've tried to get you ready. Now it's your turn. Well, it's your turn yesterday, and I think that's how you got to kind of build that thing. And when the moment comes, obviously, I'm not naive to think there's guys that might get more playing time than maybe they got in the first 13 games, um, but they're prepared for the moment because. You try to prepare them for the moment throughout the whole journey. Doesn't mean they're all ready. Doesn't mean they all took advantage of all that time. And you know that's that's the that's the proof. Sometimes it happens that you know if you did take a shortcut here and there, it, unfortunately, it it just gives an opportunity for maybe you not to maximize the opportunity that's in front of you. Um, but we've got one of the greatest pleasures I have from this year are the guys that haven't played because I really feel. I mean, I thought it was a really good recruiting class. Now. Really, Conrad Hussey is the only one that really played snaps. Uh, Blake Nicholson played some on special teams. Uh, Juice Cryer played some on special teams. But we got another group, about six or seven of those guys that just haven't played much because of we had an older team. But, you know, yeah, their opportunity's coming, and it's coming fast. Um, and it's coming in this thing we call the Orange Bowls for some of them. That's so right. <laughs> I'm fired up, man. I told the coaches, I say, you better embrace the dang thing because they're out there. And they're ours, and they're playing, and they got the spear on their helmet. That's right. And the expectation, the standard is still the same. And, um, you know, it's, it's time for us to go. Yeah. No, there, there's no doubt. And I understand that mentality. We, we got to go to work with, with what we got, who we got, and uh, let, let's go play the game. They're keeping score, uh, I hear. And so, you, you know, you try to keep them out of that thing. One guy in particular that, you know, I keep mentioning that ACC championship game, just, again, it, it was this perfect, you know, just game in my eyes, the, the way you guys played. And, and, you know, 55, I mean. He, he had had, obviously, a great season all year. And, and I, I think it's it's harder to analyze that just because you, you don't really know what you're looking at because he's he's absorbing double teams. He's create, or he's, he's demanding double teams. And a lot of people say, oh, well, this guy's getting blocked. Yeah, well, it's taking two and a half people to do it. Uh, but that game, 
he ignited. And TFL, sacks, his burst, his speed uh, was all on display. And, uh, you know, we get to see that again one more time for, for you guys here. What has Braden Fisk meant to this team? And, and how has he, I guess, stepped up to be a leader and, and maybe wasn't quite comfortable doing that at first? Yeah, Eric, I love that you mentioned the the unnotable successes that aren't noted for some of these guys. And that just comes, I mean, that's in life, right? You can work your butt off and do everything right. And maybe things don't fall your way and you don't get the 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 news out there. You don't get the headlines and you don't get those things. Some guys just stop, right? I didn't get my raise. I didn't get my deal. I didn't get my press clippings. I didn't get my award. And they stop. And I think it's, you know, as we play, you know, you know, our corners, they play a dynamite game, have one pass breakup, no tackles, and like nobody's talking about them, right? But we've got to reward that. Braden Fisk, you know, Jared Burst was dealing with that. I mean, early on, he didn't have great numbers in the first three, four games. Um, but I'm sitting there and we're congratulating him on the way he's playing because it's, and then it's going to show up because you're going to have the Braden Fisk championship game that he's going to remember for the rest of his life. I mean, it's it's what it is. I mean, That's from right. the first play, the TFL to the sacks, and now everybody's like, "Look at this guy!" No, he's been playing right. like that all year, and um, he was like that in Kalamazoo when we flew there, and I slept in that dang airport to finally meet him in a diner <laughs> that next morning. Because hey, if you know Kalamazoo, that rental car center, they're not open past one. It's in horrible. Case you're war- it's horrible. Yeah, in case you go there. <laughs> I have, and yes. it's miserable. We almost just drove to Detroit. That's what we almost had to do. Uh, but well, it, it I wasn't because Braden was there. I wasn't going anywhere you else. You had to wait for him. Whatever it is. For I'm that guy standing it. outside of the diner with my suitcase <laughs> in hand. He's looking at me like, what are you going to give me? I'm like, no, this is my stuff. You're right. right. <laughs> but, you know, we can talk. Whatever yeah, it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> that suitcase is actually that's mine. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, well, Coach, last one. We'll get you out of here. Appreciate your time. Um, you know, reading and, and, you know, you're preparing for this game, seeing all the different things and, you know, hearing from coach Norvell about how, how these last couple of weeks have just been extremely difficult because of the situation. And because of you guys, I think quite unfairly, unjustly, whatever word you want to use being left out of the college football playoff. And, and I, I think he says that because of number one, how much he loves Florida state, how much he loves that university, uh, his players, but also his love for the game and how passionate he is about football Working for a guy like that, I, I mean, does he just make everybody better? Is his energy infectious? Because I've seen it in small slivers. You're around him every day. What makes him so special and what makes him so, I guess, easy, if that's the right answer, to, to coach for? Passion for improvement daily. It doesn't end. And whether we're landing the plane and he's helping taking luggage off of it or he's putting together the best route he can on third and 12, you know what I mean? Like it's all the same to him and uh, recruiting relationships. Um, you know, it's, it's inspirational working with him. Um, you know, when I, when I was at Marshall and he called me when I was at Memphis and I get off the phone with him, um, I told my wife, Hope, I said, I need to work with him. And um, thank goodness he made that decision. And, um, wow. you know, it's just like you, you, you envision working with people and you envision like, that they're constantly pushing you to be your best every day. Mm. And then when you push them in the instances, they don't push back. They love that. They want it. And I think that's what energized me every dang day. Like just to see his consistency, his drive, you know, his passion for getting better for people, for relationships. Like, yeah, it makes everybody better. And you know what? He's so dang competitive that when you give it back to him, he loves it. And I think that's what <laughs> this thing is all about, right? We just happen to coach football. 
That could be any no corporation or whatever it is. And like just yeah. to live every damn day like that. And I don't care if it's Christmas Day and we're traveling or it's the bowl game, it's championship game, it's getting ready for whatever it is. You know, and I just and so when like when, when these things and opportunities come, it's like, no, I, I'm aligned with this man. Like just mm-hmm. that because I know like this is what I pictured what it's supposed to look like at major right. division one college football. Um, listen, we got helpers for everything. We got assistance, quality controls, all that stuff. But as the leader, if you're not willing to do it all at your best, then you're failing. And, um, he's willing to check those boxes and cross those T's and dot those I's because he's a winner. I love that. I love that. I I lied for you. I do have one more and just about the game briefly. Um, what, what will it take to get this W? Because there's, there's, I don't know if you look at, you know, who's an underdog, who's what, there's a lot of chatter and I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, but a lot of people that aren't believing, what will it take for this Knowles team to get it done? We just got to go play our brand of football. And, you know, we've shown over the years, I mean, this is a football program now. I mean, won, we've won 19 games in a row. This is not like, mm-hmm. you know, just, hey, I mean, we played some good people. And um, we played our best when our best has been needed. And, you know, so, you know, the two teams are still going to be on that field. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wholeheartedly, am all in on our football team. And, you know, we do exactly, we put the work in, um, we've earned the right to be here. We've earned the right to play really good football. And, you know, this thing's going to come down to just the the passion it takes to play better than them. And like, it's never been about the opponent here. And that's probably why, you know, over the last two years, especially regardless of who we played, we've been pretty consistent. You know, there's sometimes that we've had to score more points. There's sometimes that we've had a, hold them to limited possessions or limited points. We've won games on offense and defense and special teams around here. And this has been a team. This is not a program that, wow, this team is just, I mean, they're going to outscore you. I mean, we play special teams. Um, We recruit. We play defense. We score points. And I think when you have a full team now, you know, the rosters are going to be probably a little bit different, but it's still the same leadership here and it's still the same quality of people. And um, I'll put our team up against anybody in the country. There you go. Well, I can't wait to be there. Can't wait to see it, brother. Thank you for your time, and uh, good luck on Saturday. Appreciate it, Eric. Go Knowles. Thanks again to Coach Fuller for joining us here on the show. We appreciate it because we know, Mac, as you mentioned, they are so busy. They're having meetings, we're doing all this, and they're having a deal with players just opting out (laughs) willy-nilly, whenever, etc., We have basically just yesterday, the day before, depending what day you're listening, you had Tate Rotomaker. I think it was on Christmas Day that that came out, (laughs) that he was opting out. Surprise. And then most recently, Keon Coleman officially out. But I think we all kind of knew that one. So, Mac, here, just for fun. This is from TomahawkNation.com. 21 players have opted out of the game, either due to transferring or declaring for the NFL draft for FSU. Is that a record? I don't Feels know. like it's got to be close. Feels like at least maybe for a New Year's Six, I would right. say. Um, here's and then of course here are the um, starters that are opting out: Tate Rodemaker, who's in the transfer portal; Trey Benson, Jaheim Bell, Jared Verse, Fabian Lovett, Akeem Dent, DJ Lundy, Keon Coleman, and Johnny Wilson. Lawrence Toafili is unavailable due to injury, but he is returning to FSU. And then I saw this stat, Mac, and this really blew my mind. I know Florida State fans would be familiar with um, Corey Clark on Twitter. He does a lot of FSU stuff. He tweeted this. 
Of the 57 touchdowns the Florida State offense scored in 2023, the players on the updated depth chart have accounted for eight. Eight. It's truly unprecedented. And, I mean, there's so much with FSU's season this year that's been unprecedented. When you have a Power 5 champion getting left out of the playoff, blah, 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 of course. But now we've never seen, at least in this big of a bowl game that I'm remembering, a team this depleted play a team that really doesn't have that many opt-outs. Brock Bowers isn't there, so we don't think he's playing because of injury. But that's kind of what worries me, Mac. It's not just the FSU opt-outs. It's the fact that Georgia doesn't really have anybody opting out. Right, right, it, which is, you know, it's interesting. And, and I yeah. think it's interesting for a couple of reasons. And, and quite frankly uh, – Florida State fans, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Uh, 21 players in the comments, on Twitter, you know, hit us up, whatever. Um, but how, how do you? How does that make you feel? Uh, yeah. Because I think this is a little bit of a new day and age where, you know, it, it's business decision. And, you know, some people understand it. Some people don't. But in some ways, Mac, I think this is also, like I said, unprecedented where right. some of these guys, I mean, if Florida State had lost a game, if they had lost that Clemson game or something, and then they're left out. Do they try to go prove a point in the Orange Bowl? Or are they just so mad and upset and, you know, let down that they say, we're out? I don't know. Yeah. No, it, it is interesting. And I, I think um, I've got to think that I would want to prove a point. And, again, I, I know that my mindset is different. And we've talked about this a bunch of different things, a bunch of different ways because of, again, circumstances. I, I've never been in a position where – I was a potential first-round draft pick or a lock right. to be a first-round draft pick and then had a relative meaningless game in front of me. I've never had that happen. I, I cannot put myself you know, in those shoes and, and try to pretend what I would do. Um, but also in the back of my head, I, I love this game that is college football. I loved my university. I love the logo on my helmet. And the last time that I ever wore it, I, I cried not because we lost, but because I would never put that on again. And so I couldn't imagine willingly taking that opportunity away. Mm-hmm. And so that that's why it's difficult for me um, to, to see this. And on top of these people that have nothing to do with the game of football told you you weren't good enough and you can't win a national championship. I would want my team to come together, win that game, be undefeated, and just give middle fingers to everybody. That's what I would want to do. That's how <laughs> I would want to play. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know. That That's just – I wish I saw that because, number one, this yeah. game could have been amazing from just – and it still might be. Who knows? Um, but just a brand perspective and, and great teams. You've got a team that was, you know, 29 wins straight, back-to-back natties, and come up short in a championship game against Alabama. You've got another team in Florida State that – has won 19 in a row. These guys are on fire. I mean, playing at such a high level, all the excitement that should be there, I feel like because of some of these opt-outs, and, and Georgia has some too, but we cover the Knolls, and it's just like, eh, you know, okay, yeah. let's see what happens. And again, maybe the game's fantastic, and at the end of the night and, and sometime in January, we do an episode and we're jacked up and excited about it. But there is kind of the like, man, the stinks, you know, aspect too for me that, you know, just because all these guys aren't playing. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that, Mike. I think it's also different for Georgia because they lost a championship game. So in order to win something, I think, I mean, they won the SEC East, I guess, but in order to win a championship, they need to win this game. Yeah. Florida State just, they already won a championship. Right. 
So you already have that feeling. You already have a trophy. Yeah. You already are getting a ring, that yeah. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I then agree. you have this game. So yeah. it's more of a letdown spot for Florida State. All that being said, Mac, if you do this, you would truly, utterly and completely shock the world, which would be crazy yeah. and would be just an amazing story. You are a 19-point underdog. There are so many. I was looking at the depth chart for this game, and I mean <laughs> – We've covered Florida State all year, and there are so many, specifically offensively, so many names I didn't know. A lot of the defensive guys are there. Fisk, Bethune, Tatum. I mean, those guys are playing, so that's a good sign for the defense. Of course, Jared Verse is not. But offensively is what worries me, Mac. Yeah. When you have Brock Glenn, the freshman who really struggled against Louisville, and then you just don't have many of your proven playmakers, right. the offense worries me in this game. Right, and on top of – you know, what it looked like when you did have those guys. It yeah, wasn't great. It wasn't right. great. I mean, we had to right. run Wildcat, and that was our best play. And by the way, that guy can't play because he's hurt. And so you're just like, whew. You hope there's some magic there. Because, again, I think Coach Norvell is one of the best play callers in, in college football, obviously. It's how he got to where he is. He's very good at that. I think he has a great, you know, plan of attack. And he and Alex Atkins, I just I have to imagine it's going to look different than what it did against Louisville. Because – yeah. Number one, those guys aren't there. Number two, you've had all this time to prepare, and you know who the guy is. Like it's, it's got to be. But uh, Mac, how Glenn. long were they prepping with Rotomaker? That's what see, I see. That's interesting too, and I want to reflip this to you. I had this conversation on radio. I'd like to have it here again. What do you think on the timing of that? I mean, the fact that he he waited so I long. Hate it. I, I just don't understand. Like, okay, whole, did did it take other people up. coming in? Did it take? Yeah. All these whisperings, or did you already know about that? And then you want to prove I just don't know. The timing of it yeah. to me is bizarre. It's all messed up because the timing of the transfer portal itself is a disaster. Yes. And they have to do it this way, at least right now, because of the academic calendar, right. but it's so ridiculous. But I just feel like you've got to make up your mind earlier. Yeah. Like I get you're trying to do what's best for you, but if there's any part of you that thinks you should transfer, if you're Rotomaker, I, I think you got to do it. Like right. I, you're just really hurting your team. And I know they're looking at bringing in DJU or Cam Ward or whatever, but I, I have to imagine he got a lot of reps with the ones Mac right. throughout what their prep. So yeah. that also is interesting. Yeah. And, and just the, the, I'm not mad at him for transferring. Like it, it is what it is. You, you totally have to do its best. But if if you're saying you're doing a business decision and you're getting in because that's best for you, Getting in after every other quarterback is in is not best for you. Yeah, These spots yeah. are full. Like it, it, it's filling up very right. quickly. I went to the to the on three transfer portal tracker. There's like a hundred plus quarterbacks in, and you're just now wow. getting in. You know, wow. I didn't Christmas know Day. Jeez. It's just like what are we doing? What the, the timing of it is bizarre to me, but is what it is. And you're right. I, I don't know. I don't know how many reps he took with the first team, and and now is it. A similar, similar situation. So that part is bizarre. Uh, but but again, I, I've got to think there's something up their sleeves. I got to think that they're going to have something that they feel relatively confident about. And you know what? What is that going to be? Or is it saying, "Hey, our defense is this good"? I know Jared yes, Verse isn't playing. I, I know Green's not playing. We've got other cats that are ready. We've got other guys that are proven. And uh, this is going to be a very uncomfortable, old school type of game. That number one, I think Georgia can play that. I think they're fine doing that. Um, but who can go the distance? And what happens? Is it a turnover? Does someone score defensively? Special teams, a big shifting play. Um, 
that that I think is the only way that that Florida State can possibly think about winning this game. Uh, they, they, they can't keep up. I mean, it's just is what it is. I mean, outside of a miracle happening, if if the if the game is played in the 30s, I don't think Florida State can get to the 30s. Okay, you know right. what I'm saying, and beyond. So they've got to play elite defense to 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 be in this game. Yeah, it's got to be ugly. They've got to force turnovers. They have to make some plays defensively. They have to score defensively. And I will say this, Mac, I didn't feel like Georgia's offense looked amazing versus Alabama when they didn't have Brock Bowers. So there is that. They've looked a little pedestrian without Brock Bowers offensively. You also think about the Georgia Tech game. And I believe McConkie is back. He's going to be able to play. So that (laughs) he was also (laughs) – hurt against Bama and, and was in and out. And that was a struggle for them too. So without Bowers there, I don't think the offense is going to blow you away, but it's still going to be much more serviceable, at least from what we think right. than Florida state. So it's, I think it's got to be a defensive game. You have to force some turnovers. You have to just make this game weird and ugly. Yeah. But when you look at the spread 19, I, big number. my first thought is to take FSU to cover. Come on, do it. Because that's a big number. And I feel like this defense is good enough, yeah. and it's nineteen. Like, no. but could you I, see? I could you see? Could you it. see twenty to zero though? I mean, I could. I could see that for sure. Just ugly, nasty game. Maybe a touchdown I just, late. I have to believe that this FSU team is not going to just roll over. Yeah, I, I really don't think they are. I think that they've the culture has shifted so much. And they still have enough guys defensively <laughs> that just, yeah, yeah. Give me the Knowles to come. Come on. I like it. I like it. Here's the deal. You're I, not I've doing heard, it, though? No, I am. I'm with you. Um, oh, oh. I've heard great things about Holmes. He just hasn't, you know, had his opportunity because the guy's in front of him. Uh, I think Ja'Kai Douglas can can be spotty where he can be a guy that we can make some stuff happen there. Portier, we've seen him play. I mean, he, he's a good player. Uh, Hakeem Williams, really talented guy. I think a five star. Destiny Hill or Destin Hill, excuse me. Like, there's pieces that are there mm-hmm. that I think can make something happen. That can make some things happen. Kyle Morlock, the tight end. Um, it, it really does come down to quarterback. And can can Glenn be ready to go? I don't think there's any rain. I'm knocking on wood right now in the forecast. That's not that wasn't the case in Louisville against Louisville in yeah. the championship. It was a nasty, misty rain where that that's difficult. Um, and then can he use his legs a little bit more effectively too? He's mobile. Uh, he's not Jordan Travis, but he's better than you know the other option that they have there with Rotomaker. But he's also him. your only scholarship quarterback. Hey, run him. So run him. Run it. We okay. Got to do all it. right. We got to win the game. All right. We got to win the game. Yeah, so I know. But takes. like, if he gets hurt, what? Well, I guess you just run a wildcat. Just put someone else in there. Just let it roll. Um, but I do think the defense, <laughs> like I said, I mean they 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 have to have another. ACC championship caliber game where that team yeah. just played perfect. And, uh, you know, to see what a guy like Braden Fisk, can he stack two unbelievable games together back to back? Because he's had a great season all year long and it hasn't been showing up in the stat sheet like it did in the ACC championship game, but can he just wreak havoc? And, and I mean, force the issue there, get the football. Those again, those two great linebackers that they have flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting, and they're going to have to play pretty close to perfect. Uh, but I think this team, like you said, the the just the culture, the belief, I think that it's there, and 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 I hope that they show up with an attitude, and we'll see. So that's going to be fun. I'm with you, KG. I, I'm taking the Knowles to cover. Um, 
I don't want to say it'll take a miracle to win, but it, it might. Uh, it, and I'm taking I the under it, two, 44 and a half. I, I think it's going to be under that. I think it's going to be under that. I think it's going to be a nasty defensive. Interesting. Game. Yeah, I tend to agree with that too. Well, we, of course, have you covered here with this preview, but Mac and the boys will be down there with ACC Network all, all day long giving you coverage. So make sure you guys tune in. Come and on. then more to come. We will not speak to you guys uh, before the new year. So we just want to say happy new year. And Mac, honestly, Mac, everybody, thank you guys for making 2023 uh, unforgettable. No question. Best year we've had for the show, for the pod, for just our numbers on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts, everywhere else. We can't thank you guys enough. And of course, our amazing sponsor, Ingalls, who uh, makes this thing happen. (laughs) That's right, KG. I love it. I love it. So see you next year. See you next year, everybody. (laughs) Let me add this. They won't see this because they don't care because they don't watch any of this probably. But I'd like to thank our spouses because they have really helped us, put up with us, allowed us to record at 8 p.m., 9 p.m. at night, whatever else. So shout out to them. Big shout out to Nick. Big shout out to Khaki. Couldn't do without them. Absolutely. Um, And again, they don't don't watch this, so it's fine. (laughs) They just support. They just count the checks when they roll in, baby. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Anyway, hey, we appreciate you guys, as KG said. Appreciate Ingles. And uh, that's it from us. Big shout-out to FSU. Excited to be down there with them, see this game. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Coach, uh, for being on here, sharing some of your time. And thank you guys, again, for tuning in. But we continuously need your help. Jump over to YouTube if you're not here. you got to get on this party. We have so much fun. Subscribe. Leave some comments. Knowles fans, I was begging for it. I need to hear a bunch of your reactions, a bunch of your thoughts. And we'll dive in again into the new year and, and be excited to break down this ACC season. And, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts as well. Rate, review, subscribe there. We greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you.